All right, so this is about two years down the road. Okay. Your life is uh, pretty similar to the way it is now. Um, you live in Austin. Yeah. You share an apartment with uh, your girlfriend. Okay. The main difference is that you've kind of moved away from comedy a little bit. Oh, Lord. You released uh, your album. Yeah. And it's called, uh, it's called, believe me, folks, dot, dot, dot. The cover is you, you're wearing a suit, and you're, you're kind of like doing the thing where your arms are folded, and you're looking real tough. Oh, no. That's like my worst nightmare. In front of like a neon background. Oh, man. Yeah. Why? Um, It's just how the production designer did it. Like, you're not happy with it. Yeah, but is it like funny in like an ironic way? No, it's it's just bad. It looks really earnest. You look earnest. I mean, I would I would play it off that I meant to make it that way. Like, it, it's supposed to be like a dumb thing. But yeah, but every time someone like asks you about it at first, you go, yeah, it's just me fucking around. They go, oh. Okay, because it looks serious, and you're like, yeah, it is. Like, you you can't lie about it. Yeah, but you know what I mean? I feel like people would think it was a joke. They don't. But what happens that is... sucks. They 100% would. It doesn't matter, because this album becomes easily top five most influential stand-up Jesus albums Christ. of all time. Believe me, folks. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. Like, like they, there are, like, people coming up who they're like, I, you know, the first stand-up i ever heard was believe me folks and i gotta be honest i've i've been chasing after that guy for years that level of greatness that's flattering yeah like it's it's a thing where it's like why is it so good it's just it, you're doing things that again will, will influence the, the, the next wave of comedians for the next 25 years you know what i mean what happens in my career so but what happens with you in comedy is that like you feel like what else are you gonna do You've released, again, a pinnacle top five. My opus. Yeah. Yeah, it's your opus. It's, it's your masterpiece. And you realize, like... Is it good? It's amazing. And what and you, you think about, like, these bands who they just stayed around, you know, 20 years too long, how they become self-parodies of themselves, how people are like, we don't want to hear the new stuff, do the classic stuff. And you're like, I, I don't want to be that person so you but like george carlin was great late into his career right but so chris rock was great it is great yeah Dave so chappelle you, is great one of your friends says that to you and you go yeah but i'm you know i'm not those people i can only be me okay so i just i determined that i've given comedy all that i can give it yeah and it has nothing left for me in return yeah and i decide to move on yeah that's a heartbreaking realization yeah but every once in a while uh it's a crippling realization every once in a while you'll like duck in to like cap city or the valve or something and the local comps will see you and be like holy shit it's aaron brooks and they'll come up to you and then like this guy's like hey aaron um i just did my first open mic like two weeks ago man i love this so much i feel like i'm addicted to this now he's like you're not are you gonna you're not gonna go up are you and you're like you look at him and you go maybe i will kid Maybe I will. And you kind God, of like, I, I suck you now. You chuck him on the on the chin a little bit. No, like, I don't, Pat. It means everything to him. You, What's you, his name? Uh Brandon uh Berries. Brandon Berries? Yeah. Is that a stage name or is that his real given name? Uh that is his real name. Okay. Is he good? 
And you just started. No, he's terrible. Oh, okay. Oh, like, so like, yeah, my apologies. And like, you don't know, you don't know the guy really, yeah. but he kind of walks away thinking to himself like, oh, Aaron Brooks might do a set tonight. And like, you slip out the front door. No one sees. He goes, why do oh, I pop in? You just, you, you know, you, you, you feel kind of haunted. If, yeah. I mean, if I don't, if I don't like, but I don't say anything, I don't do anything. No. I just pop in to, well, you, to you, see what it looks like. You pop in, you see like one or two older friends still at it. You walk over. Yeah. You guys hug and stuff. It's not like you're like um, hiding from anyone. You just kind of pop in, you know, you say hi to the bartender and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you say hey to like Samantha. She runs Cap City now. Yeah. She's got a uh, robot leg. She doesn't want to talk about it. So what you've decided to do. Uh, a lot in, of things change in two years. Yeah. It, dude, a lot of things. So you end up uh, writing like music. Oh. And you get like super into it. Yeah. You kind of were wondering like, what am I going to do? For the rest of my life creatively like and you think to yourself like i mean i enjoy the job that i have but like i'm i need an outlet i need you know a, a creative release and you're thinking about that and you like you bump into this guy he's wearing like a uh like orange Fuck. pants yellow jacket nothing on underneath got a big old gut he goes uh he goes whoa Watch where you're going, my friend. But he says it's smiling. He looks familiar. He goes, uh, my name's Rufus McNasty. Son of a bitch, Pat. And you're like, huh. God, and like something about that name registers with you, but you're not certain what. You and so, uh, you, asshole. You, so you walk home and... Uh, you pick up your guitar and like you haven't picked this guitar up in a minute. Yeah. But you have a lot of spare time these days. What with no, no longer doing a comedy. You turn to your uh, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, she's in a urn, her cremated body. God damn it, Pat. What the fuck, Pat? Are you fucking kidding me? The urn says Aaron's girlfriend. <laughs> you guys were uh, ice skating. Fuck you. And um, just do it. Fuck you. You guys uh, were ice skating and um, there had always been a legend uh, at this place. Uh, it's called. Um, the Codpiece Pond. And uh, there had always been like local folklore and legend that there was like a dragon that lived underneath inside the inside the lake, and um, the only way to like summon him is to uh, you know look down at the water and say your uh, three most favorite Al Pacino films. If you do that, the dragon supposedly comes to life. That seems a pretty fucking low barrier for entry here. You know what I mean? No, what do you mean? It seems like easy to summon a fucking dragon, Pat. Oh, you think about Bloody Mary. What do you have to do for that? Not much. So, uh, and like, as and you guys are like uh, skating and stuff, and uh, 
as a joke, you're like, oh, in what Texas, your- we're ice skating. Yeah. Because that cod piece pond, it's always frozen. <sighs> this fucking sucks. So, um, just do it. So, like, as a joke, you said to your girlfriend, like, oh, what are your favorite, you know, films? And uh, as a joke, you look down, you name your top three. What would they be? I mean, Scarface. Sure. Serpico. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would probably say um, Meet the Fockers. You know, as like a joke. Yeah. But you've always loved Meet the Fockers. I mean, yeah. You know, can you can you milk me, Greg? Sure. You know, classic. So um, you look down and you say that. And then like you realize like, oh, wait, he wasn't in Meet the Foggers. Uh, and then suddenly uh, the uh, ice dragon bursts forth. No one had been had the balls to do it. Like it, you were the first one to ever do it. That's not true, Pat. Somebody would have done that on the first fucking day. Somebody would have done it immediately. And you're kind of like in shock and you go, <laughs> what the heck? And uh, the dragon hears you and looks and shoots its fire at you, but it uh, incinerates your girlfriend. It's cremated instantly. Painless yeah, death. Pat. Yeah, painless. So you have well, that to think about. So anyway, so you look over at uh, the urn, and uh, you're like, man, I gotta like, I'm gonna like write some songs. I'm, I'm gonna try to do it. You're like, you know what? And even if I never go out and do anything with this, at least I have this cool thing that, you know, I get to do every once in a while. So you start learning uh, the guitar. You're strumming. You're picking. Yeah. You're playing chords. You're playing runs. And you're playing it all, baby. Yeah. Minor, major, augmented, a seven chord, an 11 chord. You're going. A seven eleven chord? Yeah. You're going all over the place, dude. Yeah, man. And eventually, you uh, you come up in about three months. You've written about you've written like twelve songs. Okay, and they're fucking good. Like you're channeling your uh, your pain and your grief over the ice dragon incident. Yeah, which oddly was never mentioned on the news, even though it flew towards the city and like set several buildings on fire. Why would they never mention a fucking dragon? Pat, you you're not sure. You you call uh, uh, the, uh, local news. Uh, KXAN. Are people talking about this? No, you call KXAN, like the news people, and you're like, "How come you guys aren't talking about the ice dragon?" And they just hang up on you. Great. A day later, you get a letter in the mail. Uh, the return address is just a blue L. It feels like kind of heavy in your hands. When you open it, uh, the inside is just a piece of paper with a dragon on it, but like there's an X through it. Well, that's terrifying. Uh, and at the very bottom of the of the page, it says, uh, how are we doing? Leave a comment at uh, lanalax.biz. Why do you keep fucking with me here? What do you want me to do? You just killed my girlfriend with an ice dragon. I didn't do anything. through the city, and I'm the only one who saw it? 
I'm just nobody you. else sees it. No, I'm nobody else sees a fucking ice dragon, which makes no sense because it does set several buildings on fire. How do they explain it, Pat? They're you know the next day you look at the newspaper you find nothing. It's just like a a guy giving his top ten favorite uh, recipes for rice crispy treats. What's his name? Calvin Myers. Yeah, is this like a regular, a regular piece he has in the paper? Uh, no, he's a local eccentric. Yeah, he uh, fought in the Vietnam War. Yeah, like ten years after it ended, like he went back and like declared war again. Oh Jesus! And he uh, fought in the uh, jungles for like seventeen years. So wow. he's uh, he's kind of a kook. Yeah, and uh, every it's, once in a while they just let him like write articles about what about whatever. He's kind of like a local fixture, like Leslie. Remember? Yeah, yeah. See, well, is he well received? People love him. Every night on Christmas Eve, <clears throat> um, when you walk into your bathroom for a moment, you see him in the in your mirror. Why? Why you don't the know. fuck would that happen, Pat? You, you kind of startle. Why the fuck? Me or everybody? Everyone. What the fuck is this deal? Hey, man. I, look. What I'm, happened in that jungle? There are some that say that he. Uh, Met the tiger goddess, and some that say that he killed her. And now he writes about goddamn rice krispie treats. He writes about whatever he wants, dude. So, um, what the fuck, Pat? So you're writing uh, songs and stuff, and you uh, you actually cut an album. It's it's called uh, dot 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 from the ashes of my heart. Dot, 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 dot from the ashes of my heart. Yeah, it's like an EP. There's five dots there? There's five dots. Just It just felt right. From the ashes of my heart. Yeah. And uh, you release it, and um, it does, like, kind of, it, it, you know, you don't sell a million copies, obviously, but, like, especially locally in Texas, you kind of become, like, a Texas, like, music legend. You know what I mean? Uh, not like a Willie uh, Nelson legend, but like a... Uh, Dale Watson kind of guy. You know what I mean? Ugh, like, like, man. Yeah. What kind of music is it? It's a lot of different things, man. It's sometimes it's kind of alt country. Sometimes it's kind of like pop punk. Like, like, yeah, yeah you, you have a song on there where you're like, uh, you go, um, every night when I don't have nope. you by my side feels like a million years to me. Each day that I don't have you in my heart is a day that I want to kill myself. Yeah, you have something like that. You have, um, and people like it. And some people do. Oh, some people man. don't. But like, you know, you can't please everyone. So you put out like this, uh, this EP, dot, 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 from the ashes of my heart. And, um, and why, like are I said, there five, why do I choose five dots? Uh, to symbolize the f- five Beatles. <laughs> you know there's the fourth and there's like the fifth beetle yeah you know? yeah i'm trying to show them their respect yeah you you actually have written uh, uh several articles about uh your theory on who was the fifth beetle uh you claim that it was this guy uh charles dent who uh traveled with them and he he didn't write any music but he would like often like spurn them to write stuff like one time he was walking outside uh, Mr. Dent, and he saw someone he knows, and he goes, hey, Jude. And then Paul McCartney was like, huh. And then, uh, like, one day, he was uh, walking around, and um, 
somebody he just overheard someone say like uh oh yeah you know one day man will walk on the moon and he goes oh imagine that and john lennon's like huh <laughs> and then like uh so so he has just planted the seed with just his offhanded remarks planted the seed of some of the greatest songs ever recorded yeah the, one morning uh he opened up the uh the window uh too quickly and he said like the sun got in his eyes and he goes oh man here comes the sun and then uh george uh, harrison's like huh and then uh, and that's so they've so he so you you've named three of the Beatles so far yeah did they all have this experience with him yeah one day um god damn it ben. one day he uh they all were out for out for lunch they were to the seafood place yeah and um you they we ordered calamari as an appetizer yeah and uh the uh waiter was like all right but you know uh it's gonna come with parsley and uh sage and lettuce is that okay and he's like sure and he goes as a joke he goes yeah how about extra and then when he brings out that plate it has like a bunch of like leafy veggies on there yeah and he looks at the calamari and he looks at there and he goes oh man talk about an octopus's garden down there and then ringo goes uh huh so that's your pick for, oh. for the fifth beetle you've written several very well received articles about this so th- my insistence that there's a fifth beetle inspires me to use five periods for dot 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 from the ashes of my heart yes and so what happens is and it's part alt country and part pop obnoxious pop punk yeah there's only like two pop punk songs there was that other song and then there's one where it's like my heart is a galaxy with no stars you are a galaxy right nearby and one day our galaxies will hit each other and life will start and life will start and then the rest of it is like yeah like old country and like uh oh man there's a few standards that you sing you sing uh goodbye pork pie hat uh the Joni mitchell song with charles mingus whatever yeah and so you put it out and it wins there's local uh uh radio station WFUX, uh, and they they have this like uh, uh, like local. It's a lo- wait. It's an Austin based radio station. WFUX, but yeah. it's a del- It's a del- It starts with like their call sign starts with a W. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, what? It's a pretty. Po- it's, a, it's a very popular station, and so they have a local competition about like it's kind of like a battle of the bands, but you guys aren't like doing live songs. It's just like hey, call in and vote for your favorite local band, and you actually end up winning. And so you get. What do I go as? Do I am I just Aaron Brooks, or do I to have like a an act name? No, you you perform as Aaron Brooks. Ugh. Every once in a while, you have a a backup band. Yeah. What are they called? The Duns. The Duns. Yeah. So you're called Aaron Brooks and Dunn. So. But that. But but they they. But some a lot of times it's mostly just like you doing solo stuff. And so you win this contest. You win an all-expenses-paid trip to go to Ireland. It's a long way to go. But to what, to the, what they're doing is they're setting you up real nice. They're setting you up with like this gig in like a, a pub in Dublin. Yeah. They're paying you um, two grand, and they're taking care of all the travel costs. Okay. They're trying to start like a local affiliate in Dublin. So like they're sending over like 
who's starting uh, the the radio station yeah. WFUX. Yeah, they're they're, they're starting an affiliate station in London. Yeah, they're owned by uh, by uh, Lanolax Programming. So they um they have a vested interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um they send you over, and uh, you play the gig and stuff. And uh, man, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. It's the best concert you've ever given. Man. Like when you're done, by the time you're done playing, you're exhausted and the people in the crowd are exhausted. Do you like that Galaxy song? They fucking love it, dude. What's that song called? It's called uh, The Galaxy of Love. Oh, okay. Love is spelled L U V. Oh, no. <laughs> and then there's a silent E at the end. <laughs> like, like shoppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You thought it was funny. So it's a great gig. And you're like, man, and you have like a couple more days to stay in, uh, in Ireland and stuff. So um, you are kind of just walking around and you kind of come around a, a corner. You hear like a, a lilting pipe playing. And you're yeah. like, oh, that sounds cool. You walk around the corner and standing in front of you is uh, this figure. Okay. It's this woman. Yeah. She appears to be a uh, like a fishmonger. Yeah. Heavy bosoms. Yeah. And you and you're like and you look at her face and it's easily the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And you're like, who's that? And then this guy goes, oh, that statue. And you kind of do the huh thing and you look up. It's a statue of this woman. And you look under and it identifies her underneath her feet as Molly Malone. Local legend. <laughs> why do you know that song? Why would would I see a, a statue and think it's a real woman, Pat? Because it looks really good. It's a super lifelike statue of a the most beautiful, heavy, big breasted yeah. woman I've ever seen in mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. And you start singing to yourself yeah you're kind of like look at that statue i wish she was with me i wish she could see me i wish i could talk to her you don't write it down it's not a very good song uh i don't write that down no you got you're like ah you know that's kind of cheesy i write a song where i say i see that statue i wish she was with me yeah so um, what happens is you kind of just like stand there for like two hours just staring at the statue. It's, again, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. And you're like transfixed. Yeah. And uh, you're like, oh, well, you know, if only that statue could come to life. You go, I bet it would love me for me. And you know it would. Somehow deep in your heart, you know it would. You decide to get something to eat. You walk down uh, the street, and when you uh, pass this alley, right as you're about to like pass by it, this uh, figure steps out. He's wearing like uh, all like everything he wears is like the purest color of silver. Okay, so yeah. He has silver pants, silver vest, silver yeah. shirt, silver tie, and it looks 
pretty nice. See, wearing a jacket too. Yeah, silver jacket. He's got like a three-piece suit. Yeah, everything is it all the same shade of silver? Mm-hmm. It's like the same silver of the moon on Halloween night. It's more of a gray, I guess, but you know, he has a silver top hat, and he kind of like tilts it towards you, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hello, Aaron. My name is Sebastian Silence." And when he says that, Sebastian Silence. And when he says that, like five dudes from out of nowhere, like pop up. Uh, like some of them pop up, like around the corner. Some of them pop up, like Charlie Brown does, when there's like a really thin tree yeah. that you can po- kind of poke, come around it. They all pop out and they all go shh and disappear. He goes, "This fucking sucks, Pat." He goes, "Whatever's uh, gonna, whatever's happening here." For the, I just want to get out in front of this. This sucks. He goes, uh, quite the statue, huh? I go, yep. He goes, yeah. Weird that they made her breasts that big. He goes, you know the song? Molly Malone? Yeah. Familiar? He kind of hums it a little bit. It's like a lovely tune. Lovely tune. I like music. Do you like music, Aaron? Yeah, I like music. Why Why am I not walking away from this guy? Because you're transfixed. His eyes are the same shade of silver. This fucking sucks. And you're kind of like looking at him. And he goes, well, look, um, I know you don't know me that well, but, yeah. you know, my name, Sebastian Silence, five different men from five different locations pop out and go, shh. So anytime he says his name, Five dudes pop out of nowhere and just shush everyone. Like just, they're not That's really, what happens every they're time. They're not really he says shushing people. They're just kind of doing it like a like, like a call sign. Oh, okay. It's as a call sign, but even better. Great. It's always different men. They come in different locations. So he goes, Aaron, look, my word is good. He goes, there's something. You ever heard of a quid pro quo? Yeah. And what's strange is that you just notice it this now, even though you're in Ireland, he has a terrible Maryland accent. It's really bad. Sebastian silence. So um, he's uh, basically he's like, look, he goes on to tell you that there is a... uh, a local church that stole Sebastian's uh, magic bell that makes the sweetest music anyone's ever heard. A church stole it. Yeah, the bell was so beautiful that people just stopped going to church. They just wanted to hear this guy play. Yeah. Until so the church was like, uh, you know, fuck that. And they really stole the bell. He's like, I need, if you, let's make a deal, Aaron. He goes, if you go and steal my magic bell back, I'll make that statue come to life. What do you no. say? I don't need to fuck this statue this bad. That's what the insinuation here is. The insinuation here is that I'm all horned up over this statue. Well, well it's more than being horned up. You're in love. Pat, I, it's a fucking statue. You want to treat this woman the way no one has ever treated Jesus her. Jesus You know Christ. what I mean? Like, you, like, you're mentally ill. You're ready to like... You know, settle down, be the perfect 
partner. You I don't know want any, I don't want any part of this. That if you could just, you think to yourself, if only I was alive 200 years ago, you go, our children would have been beautiful. <laughs> this sucks. No. Hard pass. Sebastian, silence. I don't want to help. Shh. Fuck you. I don't want to help that guy. I want to get whatever food I'm going to get in Ireland. You know, I got two grand in the bank. I'm not going to go fucking steal something. I'm not even a citizen here. Imagine if I get caught. Yeah. No. He goes, what if I help you? No. No. I don't know you. I don't like you. What's not to like? He goes, what's not to like about me? Everything is silver. He goes, yeah, it's kind of my thing. Yeah, your eyes are silver. He's like, yeah. He goes, yeah, everyone in my family has eyes like this. Well, I'm sorry. That's a little off-putting. And every time your name comes up, five different men pop up from out of nowhere and shush everything as a calling card. (laughs) That's bizarre to me. So you don't do it? No. He goes, well, okay. He goes, well, it's nice to meet you. He sticks out his hand. Do you shake his hand? Yes. Shake his hand. Nothing happens. So you kind of spend the next uh, couple days just kind of like uh, looking around uh, uh, Dublin. Uh, you find some uh, really cool stuff, man. Like like you go to like some cool restaurants and stuff. You actually yeah. stumble into like a, a jam session at a bar. Nice. You take out your guitar and start playing. And like you you guys did it to like four in the morning, dude. You had a great time. Am I drinking again? No. Oh, okay. no, no, no. You're just you're there for the you, like you. But you feel intoxicated yeah, on yeah. the music. Yeah, man. Sometimes when you're playing like guitar, it's almost like you can see the notes. Yeah. In the air. But then, like, you'll also see like uh, like an eagle come down and like snatch it away and stuff. So you're kind of like you're not too sure what that means. But so hallucinating. I I, I, I don't call it what you want to call it, but so um, you kind of just like do stuff like that. You check out some cool local sites, and uh, you decide to go home. You know, it's time to go home. Time to keep like you feel invigorated, man, and like you have a bunch of song ideas in your head to work on, and. uh, you're like in like a uh, the airport and stuff, and uh, they're like, "Okay, uh, Group A, time to board. Group B, time to board." And you're like, "Hell yeah!" Because you're Group C. They go Group C, and like before they even say the next part, you just start like hustling up, dude. Yeah, like you're determined, and you you get to the gate and you turn around, you take one last look. At Dublin. And then a silver dagger pierces your throat. God damn it, Pat. And the blood spurts out. This sucks. So much blood leaves your body in so many different like I directions. Hope it's quickly. Yeah. In so many different directions. It's almost like you're dancing on top of a uh, pool, a, a lake of uh, blood, and you're kicking the blood everywhere. Like, like that's how it almost, it looks elegant. You're a little turned on. And then this Why would I be turned on, Pat? A silver dagger just pierced my throat. Because of how elegant What's going to spur- turn me on about because that? Because of how elegant the blood looks. Fuck you. And then a second, uh, a pure silver dagger comes and gets you in the belly button. You fall over. You bleed out. Like Everyone's freaking out. Uh, paramedics come, but uh, it's too late. You bleed out. That dagger's going to smell funny. And uh, the last thing uh, you, you know hear I mean? uh, before you die is this little kid yelling, and then his mom saying, shh, 
fuck you. <laughs> Sebastian Silence. He killed you because you didn't give him the bell. Fuck him.